0: You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is sponsored by Clean Juice, a certified organic nutrition and wellness bar with more than 100 locations in development in 16 states. Learn more at cleanjuice.com.
1: Welcome to episode 45 of The Collected Podcast. I'm
2: Tia McNelly.
1: I'm Jess Biondo.
2: And I'm Michaela Hooper. We
1: are excited this week because we have interviewed Jessica Mayhew. She is a sleep consultant for new parents. Let me tell you, if you are a new parent and your little ones are not sleeping, you're going to need this
3: woman in your life. And if you are not a new parent, she still has a powerful story about learning to trust God when life didn't turn out how she had expected um, and still learning how to believe that God is good through that. She's a single woman with two adopted daughters,
1: and she is just taking life as it comes at her and trusting God and trusting that He's good. So listen to this interview and enjoy. Here's Jessica Mayhew.
3: Jess, welcome to the Collected Podcast. Thank you. Um, To get started today, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your faith journey and the path that God's had you on that has led to you beginning to be a foster parent.
4: Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home. Um, Missions was kind of always on my heart. Um, I always wanted to go on missions trips, and um, kids were a big part of my life growing up. And when I went to college, I was at Cornerstone for a year. And felt God really calling me to Haiti. And it was really out of my comfort zone. I was going by myself to a new country. I had never traveled alone before. Um, so I ended up moving there for about three months. And then came home, support raised, and moved down there again for about nine months. And it was a really good, but really hard time. Um, it was not an easy place to live. It was really lonely. Um, but I loved it. I loved what I was doing. all the people. I had the work. Um, so I ended up coming back to Michigan and was just kind of really unsure of what my purpose was here. Um, I went back to school and just kind of felt like I'm not doing as much, you know, like I'm not serving like I was in Haiti. And so what does that look like here? Um, and God made it evident that I was supposed to stay and kind of got into a groove here and was, um, it was good. I was enjoying my time back in Michigan and, then I was still single. Um, that was not my plan for sure. But like, all right, I'm single. Um, I'm living in this house, I have space. I can do foster care. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at now. Um, still doing foster care, have adopted two little girls. Wow, and it's been a journey.
3: So when you first started to do foster care, did you intend to foster to adopt or how how did that come to be in the very beginning?
4: Yeah. No, not at all. (laughs) Um, when people would ask, well, do you plan to adopt? Um, my response was always, my, my first response would be no, but then I would say, well, but if God calls me to it, then yes. Like I didn't want to completely shut that door. Um, but Evelyn was my third placement and God made it really clear that it was moving towards, um, an adoption and that she was supposed to stay. And then shortly after that, I had found out, there was another baby coming, her sister, and I wanted to keep them together. Um, So yeah, adoption was not on my radar initially at all. Wow. And so, I mean, I'm also
3: single, and I just have so much respect for you doing this as a single woman. In that, what ways have you seen God provide for you?
4: Yeah, it's been humbling and amazing to see how He's provided. I mean— Everything from just meals um, financially, um, I mean, in every aspect. And I mean, there would be days where I'm like, okay, God, like, you know, I was I was working mostly part-time. Um, I wanted to stay home as much as possible to raise the girls and not put them in daycare. Um, I felt really strongly about that and just was really trusting that God was going to provide. And there would be days where I'd go to the mailbox and there would be a check in the mail from someone I didn't even know. Mm. Um, and it happened— regularly. Um, so it just, it was a constant reminder that God sees and he provides and this was his plan.
3: Wow. Yeah. And so you mentioned wanting to, you know, you were working part-time but wanting to be home as much with the girls. So how did that then lead into your business that you have now? And could you explain a little bit about what that business is?
4: Yeah. So I was working part-time in an office, um, which it was a great job. I was able to be home, um, a lot. It was a lot of um at home work. Um, but I just I needed more. I needed more financially. And it just wasn't what I felt gifted to do or where God really had me. It was providing um money for the bills, but that was it. And I had a lot of friends who were encouraged encouraging me um to do sleep consulting. Like, you're really good at this. You've helped a lot of people. Why don't you make it a business? I'm like, oh, I can't. <laughs> That's not me. I can't make a business out of this. Um, and then I found out in February that the business that I was working for was no longer going to need me. And so I didn't have a job. I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And sleep consulting was right there. So um, yeah, it's been amazing. I love what I'm doing. Um, I'm working from home, I'm home with the girls, I'm able to raise them and not put them in daycare. And I love it. I love getting to help families. Um, it's just been a huge, um, weight that was lifted and I'm able to provide. That's amazing.
1: And and sleep for a family with, with new littles is the most important top of mind part of life, you know, and (laughs) the fact that you're able to help them make sense of that and become healthy with it is just incredible. Have you, um, have you really seen God moving through, um, through that work as you've kind of pressed into it a bit?
4: Um, I mean, specifically for our family, um, just the ways that he's provided and brought families and grown the business, um, again, just humbled by the way that he's like, I see you and I know your desires and what you want. And here's a way for you to do that. yeah. It's just been cool to see like that he cares about those little details mm. and that I get to do something that I love to do. Yeah. So
3: what exa- for those of us who maybe have not had babies, what exactly is the role of a sleep consultant?
4: <laughs> so I work with anyone from birth to like age five or six and um, really for any reason that your kiddo isn't sleeping. So Um, sometimes it's just really that there's not healthy sleep foundations that have been set up. Um, there's bad habits that have been put into place, things like that. And so it's a gentle approach at breaking those habits so that their child can sleep. Um, so I work with a family on developing a sleep plan and then they begin to implement that and I provide support as they do it. Um, and usually, well, always by the end of two weeks, if there's not any other medical reason and things like that their kid is sleeping through the night. So it's been really huge for a lot of families.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's we're talking like mental health revolution. (laughs) This is amazing, Jess. And so the thing that's sticking out as you're saying that is like you're essentially a parenting coach as well. I mean, this is really kind of getting down to some fundamental like like parenting
4: and discipline kind of stuff too, huh? I mean, yes. And that is the part of it that's a little bit scary for me because it's hard to tell parents like, okay. Like, you know, part of this with older kids, especially, you know, it's, you have to be firm and we have to set boundaries and things like that. Um, So I do feel a little nervous going into those sometimes. but. Um, I think once parents have a plan, like, this is exactly what I need to do and what I need to follow, it's a lot easier, and they're Mm -hmm. able to implement that and see the results from it.
3: Mm, That's awesome. So how has God continued to surprise you as you've given Him your yes? I mean, that first yes from from going to Haiti until now, it seems like God's fingerprints have been through all of it. So what mm-hmm. ways has he surprised you?
4: Well, adoption was a huge surprise. <laughs> 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 to adoptions. Um, yeah, I think that was the biggest surprise in all of it. And just, you know, I just, I never expected to be where I'm at right now. You know, if I could have 10 years ago described my life, um, you know, I would have been married and I probably would have had kids, you know, similar to what I have now and things like that. Um, but I just, I never would have planned it this way. Um, And while there's still some hard parts in that, like with not having a husband, um, you know, in a lot of ways, it's better than I could have imagined, too. You know, I can't imagine not having these girls and even just what he's taught me about dependency and um, relying on him and even our little village of people that have supported us. You know, like I wouldn't have done that if I had a husband and done things a more conventional
1: way. So true. So Jess, I, um, this is Tia. I, I spent time as a single mom and I know that it's incredibly difficult to, um, to work in some self-care. So I wondered if you had any kind of strategic tips for, um, for everyone, not just for single moms, but um, about how to, how to take care of yourself in the midst of maybe like um, less, like you're saying, less than, than ideal or what you would imagine kind of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Yeah. Well, I definitely wouldn't say that's my forte. Um, asking for help is very hard. Um, I'm a two on the Enneagram. Oh, and boy. <laughs> so I see the need in other people, yeah, but I'm really bad about telling them my need. So that's something that I'm working on a lot right now. In fact, I have um, a 24 hour away time scheduled for next week Good. and someone else is watching my kids and I'm just leaving for 24 hours. Um That's great. So yeah, I'm just really learning. Like I have to ask for help and people don't know. And on the outside, it looks like we're doing okay. And we are, but you know, people can step in to these different places or help us out in this way. And so asking for that and just taking little breaks Mm -hmm. is what gets us through for sure.
1: That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. Yeah. I think it's a point of humility to be able to just kind of step back and ask for help. Yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. It's hard.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. What other things is God teaching you right now as you grow your business?
4: Hmm. Um, I mean, I think the overall theme of the last few years um, is he's been pushing, like, am I good? Like, do you believe that I'm good? Um, and that started, I mean, that's kind of always been there. But especially during the adoption process, um, there was this period of time where there was a chance that my oldest— was going to be leaving and be adopted by another family. And I really wrestled with that for a long time because at that point she was mine. I was mom to her. um, And -hmm. I couldn't imagine it any other way. Sure. So we're sitting in this department with someone who was going to make a decision of where she was going to be placed. And God's like, okay, am I good? If she leaves, do you still believe that I'm good? Like, I don't know, God. Like, that's a big deal. Like, if you take my baby away, can I still say that you're good? Mm. Um, and so, even now, I mean, obviously she stayed. And so that made it a little bit easier to be like, oh, yeah, see, I can say that you're good because I have her. Um, but I think I feel the pressure of that a little bit more, or like the tension in that of, I like, said no. And he still is good in that. Um, And I think that he shows me that every day, by the way, that he's provided um, with those checks in the mail, this ability to stay home and work from home doing something that I love. Um, He is good. He does see. And it may not look exactly like I thought it was going to look and sometimes very different than I thought it was going to look, but he is still really good in all of it.
1: That's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that you're kind of acknowledging that tension of like, what if things had gone a different way. Could I still mm-hmm. say, Lord, that you are good? And it sounds like sounds like that's a yes, and that's amazing. I mean, I think it's a daily surrender, because
4: I, the reality is I could lose either of my girls and at any point, you know, some freak accident or whatever. You know, I don't live in that reality of, is someone going to take her? Because we're out of that. You know, we have a finalized adoption. But really, the reality is that they're not ultimately mine. They're God's.
1: If you are a clean juice fanatic like we are, you have probably been racking up the reward points, but you may not have gone digging in the app deep enough to see that there is something called V.I.G. status. What is that, That That is V.I.G. Very important guest status. Mm. Guys, if you spend $2,500, which... Let's be real. It's totally easy. That stuff to do. is so delicious.
3: And there's no time limit, right? No. So you could take a couple years to do that. Yeah, I
1: guess okay. so. Well, here's the thing, is you get tons of perks. You get get this, a swag box. So all kinds of clean juice swag. And then you get other freebies and you get invited to exclusive clean juice events which sounds amazing. Yeah. You get uh, a little birthday surprise, you get extra points, you get $10 off of a product. Like I'm just looking at the list of of oh. perks here, it's pretty amazing. The list goes on. Yeah, so just keep
3: racking up those points, guys. Yeah, get the app, scan every time you go and shop and
2: it'll add up before you know it and be the next VIG. Hey, Jess, I would love for you to tell us about your journey of being single and your process of how you navigate like the difficulty in that sometimes. Um, I'm single as well. I'm in my 30s, and I feel like it can sometimes take a negative um, route and it can feel really hard. But um, I also believe like you, you clearly. Are in the midst of like navigating being single and trying to you know trying to trust the Lord with that, and then also be a parent. So, if you would be willing to share with our listeners about your process right now, that would be amazing.
4: I mean, that's a tough one. I think that's something that I'm still really wrestling through um, because now it's not just me; it's these two little girls, and they don't have a dad. So, like, okay, God, I trust you, and I'm I'm believing that you're good but this doesn't seem good to me. You know, I think that it would be best for them to have that. Um, so I guess, I mean, something that I've really been wrestling through lately is just um, even just allowing me or allowing that disappointment to be there and telling God, like, I'm disappointed. You know, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And it's really hard. It doesn't that's mean good. I don't think you're still good, but just laying it out here, I'm really disappointed. Mm. And I think that's been... Um, refreshing, um, and just because it it is hard. Um, but I guess in the ways that he's been good in that is just, um, the friends and the people, the family that have stepped into our life and provided, um, a lot of different men, um, that have been like uncles to the girls and things like that. Um, so I guess it's still just really, um, looking for the ways that God has provided and he has, um, blessed us in the ways that I've seen him and focusing more on that than what I feel like we're lacking. Um, Mm. Someone also said to me one time, you know, maybe it's best for the girls for whatever reason that they don't have that dad right now. Like they just need your sole attention. And for whatever reason, that's what's best. Yeah. And honestly, that's really hard for me to reconcile still. I think, nope, that's not it. That's not what's best, but I'm not God. And, you know, obviously his ways are higher than mine. And so just really trying to trust that, you know, if he has this for us, that will be great and it will be in his timing and that's kind of all I can do with it.
1: I love you taking your just honesty before him. Um, you know, I think sometimes we're afraid to put our our feelings that are less you know, they're not maybe they're not positive and joyful or whatever. We're afraid to like put those before him in a vulnerable way. Right. But he's already aware of it and and there's something about just opening up and being honest before the Lord
2: that that spurs on intimacy in a really sweet way.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I love that. Our authenticity with the Lord reveals to us how authentic and real He is. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said is so powerful, just being like, I'm disappointed. You mm-hmm. know, like this is not how I thought it was gonna go. And also what you said about lack. Um, because as children of God, we lack no good thing, you know, it's, we have access to everything in heaven. And so I just commend you for, you know, being able to put that before the Lord and being vulnerable in that way. And also inviting community into your process. Yeah. That speaks volumes. Um, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. So
3: Jess, we're almost out of time,
2: but before we go, I was wondering if you could give
3: our listeners some practical tips and resources relating to your sleep consulting business um, and kind of plug your business here.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram. It's all is calm sleep consulting, um, Instagram, and Facebook. And yeah, I would love to help you if you are struggling with sleep or you know someone who is. Um, I work all across the US I've worked in Canada Um, it's done all over the phone so um, wherever you are whatever time zone um, yeah I I would love to help and restore some sleep and peace to your home Mm -hmm. that's beautiful
3: and we will put links to all of that in our show notes and on our blog so people can find you easily and have access to this incredible gift that you provide yes yeah Yeah,
1: for sure (laughs) Jess, thank you so much for sharing. We're delighted to have had a chance to talk
2: to you.
4: Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking.
2: I loved her vulnerability mm-hmm. to um, share about her disappointment with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's really part of what she was saying is she was disappointed with <laughs> with God's plan or, you know, or even just the disappointment. She was inviting God into that as well. And I just loved her willingness to share that Mm -hmm. with us. And also her, her willingness to be like, you know what? It hasn't gone how I thought it was going to go, but God is good. Yeah. And I think there was a point in my
3: life where I was just very (laughs) disappointed last summer and allowed myself to admit that. Like, even that alone was hard for me to admit, because I felt like if I was disappointed, then I was in some way saying that, like, God is not good or God is not faithful, but coming to realize that my disappointment and God's goodness can exist in one mm-hmm. place. And mm-hmm. it's a both-and situation. And um, it seems so simple, but that was very profound and hard for me to admit. Yes,
1: it is. It's tough. It's mm-hmm. tough to get real before God. Yeah. Until we realize that He's sitting there, knowing all of this all along, yeah. and how much closer it brings us to Him. So, mm-hmm. man, that was that was a really inspiring episode. And um, I just I, I pray that if even if you're not single, if you are considering fostering or adoption, um, we just pray a blessing over you. Yeah. We pray that. Um, that your heart would be open to whatever God's leading you to and that fear would not have a hold Mm -hmm. in any way. Um, So, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We will meet you back here next week.
0: Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. Find The Collected Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive contests, and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNally Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at the Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a non-profit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. Support for the collected podcast is provided by Clean Juice. Learn more at cleanjuice.com and be sure to check out their lifestyle arm at wellhappyandkind.com. Podcast recorded by Jacob Early, music by Asaf Alon.